It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! That's right, everyone. Welcome back once again to a crisp, refreshing show we like to call (laughs) Ears Up Podcast. This one is crisp and refreshing. I'm excited. It is crisp and refreshing, Taryn. I'm glad that you brought those two words up. Uh, we uh, <laughs> on the show today. We have the uh, the the people from the Ozell Soda Company. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are on any sort of social media at all uh, with regards to Disneyland and Disney, you know about the Ozell folks. Um, I think they're a relatively newer brand, um, but they're taking off like a rocket. They're oh, yeah. they're they're kind of everywhere, uh, and we'll learn more about them uh, in a bit. Uh, we have two sodas. And two people from the company. It's just a match made in heaven. It's going to be really fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into the fun stuff, though, of course, all the other things we have to slog through. Uh, find it's not us on slogging. iTunes. It's slogging. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> find us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. That would be great. That really helps us out in, in ways that I don't really know, actually. What is the benefit? Maybe if you get really highly rated, you. Uh, then you show up faster. Yeah. Then you show up faster. And you can be like the, I think there's like a podcast of the, the week or something. And then, uh-huh. then you get huge download numbers. That's what we want. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. So rate us high. Please. Yeah. Rate us high, please. Yeah. Uh, we're also on TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher. Uh, if you use any, any of those kind of podcast aggregate you know, apps, that's where we are. We can find us. If you aren't uh, on, the, on the podcast wave yet, or if you're uh, you know, taking a break, you know, pretending like you're working or whatever, and you're really not. Because let's face it, that's what social media is about. Social media is not about spreading brand recognition or connecting brands with customers. It's about wasting time at work. That's yep. probably true. I think it is. Uh, find us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Ears Up. Remember, it's ears with a Z because we like to be complicated. If you have any feedback on the show, send your feedback to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. That's Taryn, T-A-R-E-N. T-A-R-E-N. That's mm-hmm. correct. If you have any compliments, you can send those to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. Mm-hmm. If you have any cat pictures, send those <laughs> to Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Don't forget to check our blog. <laughs> yes, Taryn, you're going to... Think- just, you realize that this is, this is a different show than the other show you do, so you're going to get a lot of cat pictures. I, I think. hope so. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Cats are great. Uh, every time I see Wesley like lounging in our like on our futon or whatever, I just I just want to take photos of him. I understand the yeah. You know that's funny. I went through all of my pictures on my phone today, and I mean not for any reason. Don't get angry, but I did delete a lot of cat pictures because You're I've taken person. way too many. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You agree? She's taken too many. Yeah, I have two kids, and I don't. I think I maybe have one picture of each of them on my phone. Isn't I know the what they look like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rest are cats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't forget about our blog, which is earsup-podcast.com. We do have cool Disneyland info. Uh, you can also shop via Amazon there. We do have a little Amazon thing. So before you do your Amazon shopping, you click on the link on the little banner to the right, and it takes you right to the Amazon portal. We get a little bit. That really helps uh, go towards moving the show forward, yeah. getting some cool prizes, getting some cool merchandise, that kind of stuff. So check that out. Uh, we also have a donate button if you want to throw a little cash our way. Uh, you know, let's pretend you've gotten something interesting from our little show here or, you know, uh, made your, your commute a little better or your lives a little brighter. <laughs> Donate today. Yay. Uh, okay, we're not, usually we would do feedback right now. We're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to talk to um, Dina and Brent from the Ozell Soda Company. Let's try to get them on the line. Hopefully I didn't hang up on them. Dina and Brent, are you there? Yes, yes, we're here. All right, Dina. 
Hi there. I did it. Yay. I Good job, it. Jason. Yay. Good job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'll sign <laughs> autographs later. SMRT. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both very much for, uh, for spending some time with us to talk about the Ozell Soda Company. Sure, sure. So we have yeah. some we have some soda here first. Now we're we're kind of uh, you know beer people, um, and in the beer world, there's a sort of a, a structure of how you're supposed to drink beer from the lightest to dark. Is it the same way with the soda, or should we just start start with one? We have the root beer and the vanilla dream. Well, being a, a, a beer crew, there, you know, I would save the root beer to to, to second. I would go with the vanilla. Dream first. It's a little bit of a lighter taste, okay. and uh, I think uh, you guys will enjoy that. The root beer, it's not overpowering at all. It, it's also kind of, a, you know, it's less sweet than your normal root beer, so you can, you know, really enjoy multiple root beers. But I think, Dina, would you agree, Vanilla Dream? Yes. Well, I'm a huge Vanilla Dream fan, so I definitely would start with that. Well, we're already tasting it, and uh, yeah. I can oh. see why. <laughs> I um, well. this is Terrence, and I um, I can tell you I do not like vanilla at all, and this is absolutely amazing. It's this really is, good. This is really it? good. Isn't it light and refreshing and very crisp? Mm-hmm. It is. It's not. Yep. It, you know, when when you think when I first hear like a, a vanilla soda, right? I'm not much of a soda drinker anyway. Um, I thought, oh man, I hope it's not really cloying and kind mm-hmm. of hanging out on your mouth. But it does. It does clean up a lot. Uh, you know, in a good way. It, it leaves your palate. You know, lighter than I think most normal, or not normal, but most uh, other vanilla flavored sodas can. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because of the uh, pure cane sugar. Ah, that's right. Yeah. All natural ingredients. Yes, there's there's nothing artificial in there, and I think that's probably why it cleans up so nice. I think yeah, I think that's totally the key because it doesn't taste uh, there. There isn't in a lot of sodas you get that artificial flavor, and there's mm-hmm. none yeah. of that in this. This yeah. is this is delicious. I'm actually with Terrence. I've I've never tasted a uh, vanilla soda that I enjoyed until now, it's and really I'm not—I'm not, well, I'm not even go. lying. I, that's the gosh darn truth. Now, here's the amazing thing: we—that's not what we do. We don't make sodas at all. <laughs> and I think you know there's there's some sort of guiding force behind all of this, just because you know there's there's a, a lot of goodwill and a lot of people have kind of come in to help support us and. You know, we when we when we had this uh, concept um, to do this, and you know, I can go back and tell a little bit of the story on on how this all came about. Yeah, please. But a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that that a lot of people have have helped out and come to the table, and I think that's why you know everything, the brand, the packaging, and most importantly, that the the soda itself is so so wonderful because there's a lot of love behind it. But the, you know, wh- how we started was we were doing a, a fundraiser for the Walt Disney birthplace. So Dina and I are, are restoring the Walt Disney birthplace. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how much you, you know about that process, but we, we purchased it about a year ago. And we've uh, made uh, great strides in getting it prepped for this summer where we're doing the exterior renovation. Um, and, you know, in raising money for this and doing a fundraiser, um, a gentleman came up to us uh, by the name of Dave Mason, and he has uh, a treasure trove of uh, historic documents from the Disney family. And he presented Dina and I with two letters, uh, one that was written to Flora Disney and one that was 
written to Elias Disney, the, the parents of Walt and Roy and the rest of the Disney family, uh, written in 1912, and it was from the Ozell Soda Company. Uh, that that document ex- explained that you know that this uh, that the president of the Ozell Soda Company needed you know some more money, and there was um, you know new shares that were going to be issued to Elias and Flora, and there's a shareholder meeting. And so, in reading through all the documentation, then Dave gave us digital copies of everything, and we could re- really get into the correspondence of what was happening uh, at that time. And basically, the Disney's uh, invested all of their money into this soda company. Wow! And and it was um, you know it was the temperance movement, prohibition era, you know, just before the 1920s, and that was something that um, Elias Disney, Disney supported. So he put the family nest egg into it. He kind of put all the chips in and, um, and invested in the, in the company, moved the family back to Chicago. So they did this when they were in Kansas City. They moved the, the family back to Chicago. It was Elias, Flora, Ruth, and Walt. Okay. Uh, Walt worked in the, in the Ozell factory. He was cleaning bottles. And from what we understand from the history, um, he used that money to go to uh, the Academy of Arts in Chicago, and that's where he took his first kind of formal art training. Oh. So, you know, at, uh, he went to McKinley High School, he worked at the Ozell factory, and he, he did this. So Dina and I, we're, we're kind of sitting around and talking, and, and I, we just... I, I, I just threw this crazy idea out there that, hey, maybe we could relaunch this brand as a way to support the home. And if I could, if I could just interject that that crazy conversation happened about three months ago. Oh wow! Oh my god! <laughs> so you guys are like the new kids on the on the soda block, so to speak. You're just oh. you're brand new. Well, this I, know, brand I, new. I turned to Brent. I'm like, really? We're going to run a soda company? Well, but what I, it goes back to what Brent was saying, too, about all the goodwill and the fact that everything just kind of fell into place. It was really bizarre, you know, from the idea to, to where we are today, everything just kind of happened as we continue to push through. So well, it's been really great. Let's get into that a little bit, Terrence. Well, actually, um, you got, uh, the first thing I noticed from the bottle is Silver Lake, and I'm originally from L.A. as well. So what made two people from L.A. decide to buy a house in Chicago to uh, refurbish it? Well, so I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. Um, outside of Chicago, and now both Dina and I live in Silver Lake, and um, our business is in Silver Lake here, and we we live in and amongst you know the the kind of big uh, landmarks of of Walt Disney's history. So down the street from us is the Gelsons that they made Mickey Mouse and the mm-hmm. Philly Symphonies and 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 uh, Snow White in. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of the kind of importance of location and uh, yeah. And we've we've lived here for we've lived in Silver Lake for about thirteen years now. So it's been a long time. And and I think it was just kind of the proximity of of being in this neighborhood and driving around and seeing all of these you know being so close to to the history of of Walt Disney. And then we moved our our office to Silver Lake. And and so just by the sheer, I don't know, coincidence of everything, it's just kind of led us to where we are today, which has been uh, pretty amazing. And also our our day job is running Super 78, which is an attraction design firm and animation company. So we have our roots 
in the the industry also. So we, we you know it's kind of what we do for a living, and and so it all made a lot of sense for us. Yeah, you know, so much of this makes sense, mm-hmm. and, and and you know you guys talk about how everything fell together, and it seems like a lot of right place, right time, kind of uh, kind of stuff. And and I think you're right. I mean, it, you know, it really is uh, something that I don't think you could really script. Yeah. You know? No, no, it, it was, it, and it was amazing, and, and we've gotten support kind of universally from, from um, even from the the Disney studio from the fact that you know the very first case of Ozell was sold to the Walt Disney Archives to, to yeah. Becky Klein, <laughs> and um, you know That's we great. we had yeah we had our, our launch event at at the Walking Way home that uh, Walt Disney uh, lived in uh, with his children. Uh, while he was doing some of the the bigger movies here in Silver Lake, and um, that just happened because there was a the Hyperion Historical Alliance was doing an event there and invited us to launch Ozell there, um, and so we had all these Disney legends and authors and historians, and and we served Ozell to everybody that that <laughs> evening, and it, and it, and it just fit, you know, just, yeah, it just fit. So uh, so the brand you you guys. It sounds like you just came across it by accident because I, I mean I've never heard it. We're not the the biggest Disney fans in the world, but uh, you know we're we're pretty uh, geeky. Um, but that's that's something that we don't really hear about. And it sounds like you didn't either until until this gentleman approached you with it. Yeah, and well, we had her. I mean, we we've been doing a lot of research on the house, okay. so you know there's been a lot of um, a lot of information out there about Walt in his in his older years, but not very much that surrounds this. Uh, where he was born, his birthplace, right. and the fact that he lived there for four years, almost five years, you know. And so we've been on this um, uh, real interesting road of of learning all of this uh, new information about his early early childhood. And, um, and in so doing, we're doing a lot of research. And, you know, so it has been something that we've, we've known about now for, mm-hmm. for a while. But yeah. when we got the letters and... And uh, when Dave gave us those letters, that one written to Elias and one to Flora, and um, and then shared with us even some more letters that he had still, uh, we started to piece together more of the story of, of what happened in those early days. Yeah, it was, it's pretty, it's really amazing. I mean, the whole story, um, the Ozell kind of saga is just a footnote for most people, you know, in kind of Disney history. But, you know, we felt like, this was just another one of those, um, you know, moments in in the family history where the father was changing careers yet again to this enough to explore, you know, like a whole new thing. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to run a soda company. Now we're going to do a paper route. Now we're going to be a contractor. But you you just got to imagine that living in that household, those two kids being exposed to all these different experiences to a an entrepreneurial father clearly, you know, um, back in those very, very hard times, that had to have a tremendous effect on those kids. And, you know, and one of the things that we want to do with Ozell is kind of, you know, fulfill something that Elias, you know, was really trying to do, which was to succeed with this brand and, and, you know, help that, you know, that family out in Chicago. So we felt like, well, this is great. It fits so perfectly that the brand was defunct and abandoned, and so we, you know, re- revived it and, and re-trademarked it and, and got it going again. And then 
again, found a bottler out here, uh, and then the bottler put us in touch. We said, you know what, we want, we want, we, we want a vintage, we want vintage flavors, so we want a cream soda and we want, we want a root beer because that is gonna, you know, give that American vintage feel, that old time feel that we're really going for here. And we need your help because we, we want something that's all natural. We want only natural ingredients. We don't want, you know, any of the high fructose corn syrup, any of that. And, you know, it has to be really good because that, you know, that's, that's very important to us. And, and they hooked us up with the right people out of Hawaii that, that they said they, these people do the most amazing formulations of, of sodas. And, and they said, yeah, you know, we're, we're on board. We can help you out. And, you know, it, 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 this was literally, and this sounds crazy again, but our first shot. What you're drinking is the, the first. Really? Wow. Like, there was, well done. There was, there was no, there was no, um, you know, uh, multiple attempts or, right. you know, misdirection. You just, it was like, here it is. And we were like, done. Amazing. You had this like, and it's like, this is, this is what it is. It, that's what it is. It's, it's almost like there's like you know someone kind of pulling the whole thing along, and um, so the the bottling and the branding, you know, we we had the that's the original logo for the Ozell company. Oh, okay, nice. that, that was another oh, question I had. Yeah, okay. that's, which is super cool because yeah, because the logo, the the actual logo, the Ozell lettering and trademark, you know, it has that vintage look that like it looks like someone is trying to do something vintage now absolutely but it's but it's truly done from you know 19 oh i think probably 1910 you know that was designed so that that was great and then we um have this amazing guy his name's emmett broderick he is uh he does a lot of the vintage graphic designs for major league baseball and uh, specifically the cubs from, okay. he's from chicago he's a big disney fan and he said, "Look, I, I would love to help in any capacity." And we said, "Hey, we're um, this sounds crazy, but we're, you know, putting together a soda. Can you do, you know, can you integrate this logo into a bottle and do a bottle design? And that's it. Yeah. What's on the bottle is what he did. And again, you know, very very little notes for that. You know, just where to put the barcodes and everything else. But yeah. everything else." That's the logo he produced and followed. Hey, hey, this sounds crazy, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 great. Well, what's funny to me about about that whole story is, um, from what I read on your uh, on your website, it sounded like the the first run at this soda company with the fruit juices or the fruit sodas. Um, right. They had to go through lots of renditions to get it right, and they never quite got there. So yeah, it, they. They never did. That that was the amazing thing. And you know, at the end of the story, of course, with with what happened uh, to the Disney's was that the the head of the company was literally embezzling all the funds <laughs> from from the family, oh, and they were left with with nothing at the end. So um, they never even produced, you know, got to you know finish line with the soda line, and he was producing jams and jellies and other things. Um, but yeah, for, for this to just kind of, you know, pop up in, that's the times we live, <laughs> yeah. two months to 
from conception to, you know, where you, it's now available on a website for anybody in the world to purchase. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it is really. The Internet, it changes business. You know, for, yeah. for better or for worse, it just, you know, you can, you can go uh, from idea to launch right. in a flash, which, you know, kind of is almost like Disneyland. I mean, it was, yeah. what, two years from conception yeah. to, uh, to yeah. finished construction? I mean, that's... That's fast, and you know I think this is a relatively fast for for a brand to launch like that too. Um, oh yeah. So, but, it's go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Um, I was just going to say we we are we are super excited about this, and it's been you know uh, remarkably fun, and so many people have been supportive, and we're already um, we've got and we use the, the 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 term on the trolley. So if you're it's a turn of the century term that people would say. Like, you're on board, you know, come on board. The turn of the century term was, you know, you're on the trolley or get on the trolley. So yep. we decided to adopt that as our tagline also. You know what I like about, about your website and, and uh, folks uh, listening at home, you can go to o-zell, Z-E-L-L dot com and check them out too. Uh, the whole entire story uh, about about what happened to, to Elias and, and, and the guy who eventually, you know, or who was running Ozell. Um, it's it's written in in the kind of turn of the century parlance, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of you know it's kind of nice at first. I go, wow, I don't know what any of these mean, and then you go, <laughs> oh well, you put them in context, and it 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 makes sense, you know. And uh, I, it's it's uh, I don't know the whole vibe, the whole the whole brand that you guys uh, have, like you said, revived and, and kind of put that on the market. Um, I I really I really enjoy it. It it is very um, vintage. It is very. Uh, Homey feeling, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, I, I I rather like it. You also have a jingle. Yeah, yes, we do. We had we had. Um, so there's a great story behind that. Of course, you know. Again, we do theme park attractions, and we had a, a good friend of ours. Uh, his name is Brian Yessian, and his father Dan Yessian. Uh, his father is a is a pretty famous jingle writer. He wrote, uh, "What would you do for a Klondike bar?" Oh. You know, he is, he's, he's, he's the man, and many, 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 many others. And um, uh, we work with them a lot in our attraction design. So when we're doing music and scores for attractions, they'll do uh, attraction music for us. So I uh, again had lunch with him, and I said, "You know, I've got a, I've got a favor to ask you." And um, you know, I, and I and I dropped. The, the bomb of what we were doing, and he said, my dad would love this. And his father wrote, wrote the jingle, wrote the, the, uh, the lyric, sent us a scratch of, the, of the, uh, the cut of him singing it, his father singing it, and just the piano and his father singing it. And what you hear the final piece, again, that's exactly actually, what he actually, sent Actually, we added one thing, Brent. And now you're on the trolley. That we was added the one on note the oh. that we had. That's right. So, um, yes, and because we had done that, all that research on kind of the terminology of back in the day, you know, the, the way that they spoke. So, um, but yeah, we should, you should listen. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's see if we can do it. Oh, 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 Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell. A soda so refreshing, so cool and effervescing. Oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell. Just raise a glass or two, you'll smile and say, Who knew? An American original, you will prefer all natural delectable, made with Hawaiian cane sugar. Oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell, oh, Zell. 
I love it. Yeah, that is catchy. We were all dancing in here. I love it. You're all on the trolley now. No. You got <laughs> Speaking of that, we, we, we busted into the root beer. At least I did. My root beer is gone. Did I did I drink it ahead of you guys? I took a few sips. I was I thought I wasn't sure if I was supposed to wait or not. Yeah, do me a favor and open that other one. Okay. Open the other bottle of root beer. Now now we've we've got some recipes online also, you know, classic root beer floats. We we are um, you know, for adult beverages we will be uh doing a separate page for mixers and we're actually Wonderful. you know, just be, because of of the um, response that we've got, we've, we've decided, you know, that we are going to attempt a couple of new flavors. Oh. And, um, you know, as soon as this batch gets to be about, uh, you know, when we're about 30% of our initial inventory, then we're, we're thinking about expanding out into a couple of new flavors. And one of them, so the original, uh, one of the original, uh, flavors that they were trying to develop at uh, Ozell was called Roselle, uh, and it is a, a fruit out of uh, Cuba and Central um, uh, America, mm-hmm. and it's, um, you know, a really unique uh, flavor. So, um, you know, we were, we, I don't know if we want to jinx it with the same formulation, <laughs> but, uh, you know, well, it's, it's as long a as- lot of fun. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, I was just gonna say, as, as long as you're not pulling money off the top and embezzling, yeah, right, like the right. other guy was doing. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And that's that's the thing about this. If we haven't mentioned it, all the profits that we we make from selling Ozell are going. That all of those profits are going into the restoration of the Walt and uh, Roy Disney birthplace. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that a little bit, uh, if we can. Um, what made you you guys decide to buy that? Well, again, it's, I think it's our, um, you know, kind of our unique careers that we've had in animation and theme, in the theme park industry and, mm-hmm. and being connected to that. And we just had dinner actually last night with, uh, with a friend that kind of inspired it. Oh. Yeah. And, and, uh, he, um, you know, we were working with them on a, on a project in New York and a museum. And uh, we were doing some research and came upon the story of the home, that it was in Chicago. And, of course, being from Chicago, it just, just made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and the timing was, um, you know, we were, we were kind of looking for that passion project, that personal project that we could take on. And, sure. and you know, we're, we're members of the community of, you know, the Themed Entertainment Association and, and um, and just looking for an opportunity that we could give back in some way, whether it's uh, volunteering or doing something like that, you know, some kind of charitable thing that we could uh, uh, we could we could follow and pursue. And then and then this came up, and it was like, wow, this is kind of the perfect storm of everything all together. It's what we do in themed entertainment. It's you know, it's the godfather of it all, really. Right? <laughs> How could we not? Yeah. Um, but seriously, like through the entire escrow process, we were pinching each other. We're like, "Really? Is this really happening? Can we really do this?" <laughs> and um, yeah, and we still, you know, it's still pretty amazing to us. But I- we're really, really excited, and we, you know, we have big plans for what that's going to be once the um, uh, once the restoration is complete. 
then we're looking to do something in the community. We're, we're trying to, um, uh, you know, we filed for a nonprofit status, a 501c3, oh. and uh, the plan is to, um, uh, well, it, it's called the Center for Early Childhood Creativity and Innovation at the Walt Disney Birthplace. So we're working on a curriculum of, of what exactly that means, but really it's an outreach to the public and um, uh, as a way to inspire families and inspire children on how to be the next Walt and Roy. Yeah, I love it. So what, what really went into that family that, that produced such amazing men, you know, um, in those early childhood years, and, and well, that's what we're looking to find out. I mean, it, it, it sounds like the, the, the do-it-yourself the do it yourselfness if I can make up a word. Uh, because Elias built this by hand, right? He, yeah. he bought the plot and then constructed this, in my opinion, giant house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's actually a very relatively modest, you know, home as far as the size and having seven people live in, uh, you know, this 1,500 square foot home, you know, is, was, I guess, what people did back then. They had large <laughs> families and lived in small homes, you know, yeah. with. Um, no insulation in Chicago, and for anyone listening from Chicago this winter, you know, I'm sure you can understand of just just how difficult that would be. Um, you know, those kind of conditions. But uh, yeah, I mean, before building this home, Elias Disney had no no uh, you know uh, outside of building furniture and working on the World's Fair, no real contracting experience or built home building experience. And his wife, Flora, had no experience designing homes, but she was the architect of the home. She drew up the plans for the home. So it really was the, the family was built by the by the parents for their family as as they're fir- you know putting their first roots in the ground. Again, you know, just an amazing you know piece of history. And it's still and, standing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and even more. Yeah, and even more amazing. You know, they put aluminum siding on the home thirty years ago. Oh, which, always a good move. Yeah, well, <laughs> which is which was you know a bad move for the house, but actually preserved um, what was underneath it, which is the original siding of the of the home that that Elias Disney put on. Oh. Everything was intact underneath that aluminum siding. And even more amazing is that they put the asphalt shingles on the roof and tacked it right onto the original Peter Shake roof, which <laughs> is still underneath it. So the original home was was preserved underneath this huh. kind of false shell and kind of hidden from the community. And you know, as Dina explained, you know, part of the the mission of our of our outreach of the nonprofit. You know, it's it's a working class Latino neighborhood now. It was a working class neighborhood when the Disney's lived there, and it stands and it will stand as a symbol to the kids in that community that you know you can do great things, and it doesn't matter where you're from, and it doesn't matter where your beginnings are. You know, believe it, dream it, do it. Right. That's cool, man. You guys are just seem like the most lucky people I've ever uh, interviewed before. Yeah. I mean, you're right place, right time. Everything is there. You, 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 you find that Walt Disney's birthplace is coming up for sale, and you buy it, and it's still intact. It's just gift-wrapped for you in ugly <laughs> gift-wrapping. In ugly aluminum siding. Right, yes. yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah so the whole thing's been, been really fun. That's great. I, you know, I, I was excited 
for you guys when I read about that you know the the, the home was purchased and in attempts to renovate it and, and make it a, an actual historical place. Um, uh, I was excited because uh, it, it is important. That stuff is that stuff is really important, especially uh, you know the the uh, the good the good points in American history. You know that I think sometimes we we often forget. And, and Walt Disney is a success story, and and you kind of also forget different aspects of Walt's life. At least uh, we were talking about this on our last show. Uh, sometimes we off, sometimes we forget that he was a, an animator and an artist, and yeah. we only think of him as the guy who built Disneyland. <laughs> but we don't yeah. think, we don't think of the fact that he built a brand uh, before that, mm-hmm. and he was famous before Disneyland. And and what we we think is so cool, and what's so interesting about what the part of the story that we're finding out and uncovering is, you know, you you really forget that Walt Disney was just a boy at one time. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't he wasn't Walt Disney, this kind of mythological person that has a story that was, you know, developed and changed and, you know, managed over the years. But there was a part of this story that that is just him as a kid and as a child, just like we all went through. And, you know, we had parents and those parents were incredible influences on on their lives. And. To us, you know, those early childhood development, those early years, what we're all finding out now are so incredibly important to, um, you know, how kids will, you know, um, perform in the future. So, um, again, as Dina mentioned, you know, what what was it about? Was it this incredible entrepreneurial spirit that, that the father and mother had or their incredible partnership? Um, that the mother and the father had together that created, you know, this family bond that made these two brothers, which were lifelong partners from the day Walt was born to the day that Walt died. They were lifelong partners, and that created what is now the largest and most incredible entertainment company on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah, there is, uh, I suppose, something to be said from, from growing up in those those kind of conditions where all you have is each other. You only have your family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Where can we find out more about uh, about Walt's home and the birthplace and all that? Well, you can go to thewaltdisneybirthplace.org for all the information on the Walt Disney birthplace. You can go, again, to o-z-e-l-l.com, ozell.com. Um, and there are links to uh, the Walt Disney Birthplace website on that also. And you can go there and get on the trolley and order some <laughs> wonderful soda. And now, wait a second. Now, we haven't yes. heard the reviews on the root beer. Oh, it's good. Yes, very good. It's really good. I'd I, I rather enjoy it. Uh, it's, um, We're almost done with the second bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 again, like the, like, the vanilla, uh, like the vanilla dream, it does have this kind of crispness to it mm-hmm. that I, I, I find really pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we what we loved about it was, you know, the first thing that I noticed is like, well, isn't root beer supposed to have all this carbonation and all this, you know, big head on it? And, and this root beer doesn't have all that. And That's it's right. actually, you can drink, you can drink it and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fill you up with, you know, kind of bubbles and gas and it's just kind of smooth. And it also has, and I don't know if you noticed this, 
this almost the, the the root beer candy taste to it. If you yes. remember those barrel root beers, yes. those yeah, those candies. are my favorite. And you take a sip now of the root beer and just think about those candies, and you'll go, yeah, I, I taste that in there. And it, it just like brought me back to when I was a kid, and I'd have those little root beer barrel candies. It was it was great. Yeah, definitely. I definitely definitely get that. Now, yeah. now you just need a, a nice big scoop of vanilla ice cream. I know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was Especially looking on at a that. Hot summer day. Yeah, I was looking at your recipe online uh, earlier today, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds really good." <laughs> yeah. With yeah. the big cherry on it, yeah, yeah, it does sound good. And the chocolate powder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, any. I'm hoping that uh, that all of our our friends and listeners out there will. Uh, We'll, we'll jump on the Ozell website and and uh, and get a, a case of Ozell. We're we're doing both root beer, vanilla dream, and then we're doing a split case also, so you can sample um, six of each. Oh, great! And it's only on the website now, right? Only, only on the website right now, but coming soon. We're we're looking at um, uh, potentially two stores here in LA. Um, we're, we're talking, you know, or the, the people that are doing the fulfillment are also soda distributors and they really, really want to distribute it wide. But, um, right now we're trying to keep it a little bit more exclusive, yeah. um, uh, on the website. And also because, um, you know, we, we don't run a soda company. It's not, you know, what we do <laughs> in our day job. So we want right. to keep it manageable and, um, you know, we want to develop the, the brand and we want to just. Make sure that you know we're we're doing the right thing um, before we we do um, you know jump into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Very yeah. smart. Uh, all right, Dina, Brent, I really appreciate it. Again, uh, it was a great conversation. I learned a lot. That was uh, that was awesome, and and the product is great. Uh, I I can't say that enough. Well, thank you thank so you. much. That's, we really appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no problem. And uh, everyone out there in podcast land, go hang out with Ozell Soda on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, snap some photos, put them on Instagram, uh, let everyone see you enjoying this uh, this this really great product for a great cause too. Yeah, we do a great at uh, Ozell uh, Soda on on um, on Twitter. We do an Elias says where we we actually have kind of curated uh, sayings that uh, Elias might have 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 said back in the turn of the century. <laughs> so they're all very much like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree types. Of uh, right. Proverbs. <laughs> so we we send out one a day, so you can kind of wake up to you know an Elias says in the morning. So um, yeah, follow us on t- Twitter. That'd be great. Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. cute. I yeah, like that. you guys are doing a good job. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I, I I can't say it enough. Buy buy the soda. It's really really good. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you very much thank too. Thank you. We'll talk thank to you guys you. later. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Fun people. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was a good time. Yeah, definitely. That was cool. Whew, that was long. That was. It was good though. We got a lot of info out of them. Yeah. Yeah. That, I I I don't know of many businesses that that can say, um, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. That often. I mean, that yeah. often. Oh, yeah. You know, once or twice. Yeah, sure. Oh, we met <laughs> our CEO at the you know golf seminar or something you know whatever i don't know what people do um but this was every single thing yeah, yeah it's um it's really cool i can't think of many businesses that say 
yeah, you know, we have a side business that's blowing up, but, you know, that's not really what we do. Yeah. Right. Like, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They don't want to. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I mean, they do theme park. I, I kind of want to talk about that, too, but yeah. that's, that's another that's another conversation yeah, for another show. I'm looking Definitely. at their website right now, and it looks like they really know what they're doing. Yeah? What is it? What uh, super, uh, the first thing I'm looking at is SpongeBob 40 uh, behind the scenes. So they created some SpongeBob. What's uh, the website? It's uh, super78.com. So it's, we're it's, totally cyber stalking. Uh, our, I no, I mean what what they are doing. Like with it, just looks like it's absolutely amazing. It really does. SpongeBob oh. 4D. 4D. Oh whoa! It has to be like 3D interactive then. Let me have a real. Cool. Is, yeah. Well, we should probably do this like off air. No, I'm just no. fascinated right now. Everyone <laughs> wants to listen to us surf the web. Come on, Taryn. <laughs> Yeah, I know it does make for really great radio, it does. but it the does. silence is amazing. <laughs> we do have other things to talk about today too. Um, oh yeah, we do. I'm looking at SpongeBob 4D. I don't care what happens to the show. <laughs> yeah, check out their website too, uh, super78.com. There's yeah. some pretty cool things on there. Uh, but more importantly, go to o-zells.com and uh, order some soda. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's good. really good stuff. All right, uh, let's get back uh, to the top of the show, Taryn, yes. uh, with some feedback. Feedback. Uh, okay, so we have uh, our friend Daniel. He's not really our friend, but he's our friend now. He's our friend. Okay. Oh, he's our friend. Oh, he's our friend. He's actually staying with us this weekend. No, he's not. You didn't know that? <laughs> he's not coming here till July. Remember? Uh, he's scouting. Well, anyway, so Daniel wrote back in, and uh, he wanted, he, <coughs> basically, he want, uh, I'll just read it. What am I doing? <laughs> here we go. Yes, folks, this is our 18th show. <laughs> Shh, it's fine. Um. Hey guys, this is Daniel from Battle uh, Battleground, Washington again. The first email I sent was wrong on the years. It's been closer to 30 years, and I have heard that it has changed a lot. Yeah. There's another now, park now, Daniel. Now I remember uh, Daniel. Yes. Um, last time I was there was in 1998. And then he writes, I still That's... love your show and think you guys are great. So... Wait, hold on for a second. Yeah. Last time he was there was in 1998? That's what he says. That's not 30 years. Ago. That's not 30 years. He's, he's wrong again. Oh, no. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. It's 16. I'm but, opening uh, this other soda. You want oh, this? I see that. I was actually going to suggest we well, give anyway. it to a listener, but not now. Not now. <laughs> well, so you can, well, I'll just recap <laughs> it. Do you have a capper in here or something? <laughs> Oops. Anyway, I'm Let's reading feedback, on. guys. Sorry. Um, he still loves the show, and he thinks that we're great. Oh, good. Um, my question is regarding the Matterhorn. Your question or Daniel's? Daniel's. We're back to Daniel now. She's Daniel. I'm Daniel now. Uh, they changed the ride completely, and now they have single rider lines, but I have not seen anybody go on together. As I said before, I'm taking my daughter, who's seven, for the first time, uh, but not sure if she would sit in a seat by herself. In fact, I know she wouldn't. <laughs> Do they still have seats for two riders? Keep up the great show, and when I win the lottery, I will buy the show and have you guys employed full-time doing this show. Yes. <laughs> and By full-time, Daniel, you mean still two shows a month. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to work full Daily. time. Yeah. Um, I first of all, thank you again uh, for for checking back in. Um, I don't believe Matterhorn has single rider lines. They don't. They do split off into a Y uh, to kind of help the line load, and then they will ask as you get closer if there's a one if there are single riders. But I don't think they're specifically having a single rider line. No, they don't. And um, the cars are now um, one rider per seat. There is a possibility that um, for you know um, disabled 
riders that they have larger seats for them, but I don't think that they'll give it to you uh, so that your daughter can go with you. So I think it's going to be a matter of just her being in her own seat, but it's still, I mean, it's still relatively close. Yeah. So yeah, you're not, she's not super far away, but make right. sure if she's seven, uh, make sure she can uh, meet the height requirement. Right. Right. Well, they'll make sure of that too. Well, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying before, oh, before he you goes, go there. Right, yeah. Because definitely. then, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing like, you know, and everyone's done this walk past the line and then, uh, and then just seeing a kid standing next to the thing and they're standing up real straight. And then you just, you walk past him, and then four seconds later, you hear <gasps> because they're too, they're too, you know, they're too short. Or you wait in line for cars for an hour and a half, and then send your kid away because oh, he can't go right. on that, the ride. That exact thing happened to yeah. you. <laughs> uh, good work, uh, but thank you, Daniel, and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy your trip. Let us know how uh, how, how that is, man. Uh, but you'll be blown away. Well, um, we're gonna see him there. Did you forget the letter? <laughs> we'll be there. He did say oh, he'll, yeah. he'll he said, see us see there. You That's right. In July. Oh, maybe he maybe he's planning on winning the lotto and he's going to fly us out there. <laughs> Sounds that, good. That would be fine. Daniel, we will go. We don't normally go in the summertime because it's real hot and busy, uh, but we would go with you if you paid. It's going to be harder to go. <laughs> Price is increasing the way they are. It's going to be well, much harder to I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Terrence. No problem. Um, <laughs> Disneyland, for those of you who don't know, recently, and by recently I mean as of this recording three days ago on a, or four days ago on a Sunday, uh, announced they yet again uh, issued a price increase. Taryn? Yeah, so what I find funny is that it was on a Sunday, and it wasn't exactly announced. They just changed everything on their website. They just did it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, slowly the bloggers and, and really smart people like myself started noticing that things were starting to change. So She just called herself really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least I didn't say brilliant. I usually call myself really brilliant. That's, that's really true. I'm trying to be modest. Yeah. Um, so you well. thank you. Uh, so, I mean, I can give you a rundown of a couple of the things that have changed. I mean, actually, everything has changed. So I'm not going to give you everything. Right. Um, so things like one day, one park has gone up four dollars. Yeah. For for adults and for children. Uh, one day park hopper has gone up thirteen dollars. So it's now one hundred and fifty dollars for one day park hopper pass. For an adult and one forty four for a child, so that's a thirteen dollar increase from last year, which they had increased from the previous year. So this is the second year in a row they're doing price increases of around uh, the in the teens, five ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know the price increases they fluctuate here and there. I I have a whole chart on our um, on our blog at earsup podcastcom so you can go ahead and look there uh, for some more detailed stuff. But some of the other things that were a little interesting that came up is um, they took out or they suspended. Yes. Yes. So basically what happened is the SoCal annual passport got in trouble and they are now suspended. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Time out in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. Pretty much. Um, basically from what I've read and heard, uh, it's a really popular pass. It's, it's probably the most popular, which is weird that they would suspend it. But what they're doing. So if you have one now, don't freak out. You can still use it. And if yours expires in the next 90 days, I think you can still renew it. Oh, okay. So that's okay. But if... But they're not issuing new ones. Right. If you're brand new and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get it. Or last week you were like, you know what? I'm going to do that next week. (laughs) You can't. Yeah. Um, Uh, Part of the reason uh, we think 
and they don't, they haven't really said is uh, to limit the crowds yeah. on, the, on the kind of really busy days or on the weekends. Right. So the only the only day that that uh, the only weekend day that the SoCal Pass is uh, valid is on Sunday, and Sunday has na- has recently become one of Disneyland's most popular days. So I think what they're trying to regulate that crowd a little bit. Right. Um, they're also regulating it by raising the prices of everything else. <laughs> so the they do still have the SoCal Select annual pass. Um, and that's very similar, except there's no weekend days. So it's just Monday through Friday, and then there's also a bunch of days where it's blacked out. There's just right. a lot of, of blackout days. Yeah. Um, uh, the deluxe annual pass, or that one went up ten dollars. The deluxe annual passport, which is what we have, right, uh, went is going up twenty bucks. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Oof. The premium annual passport is going 20. up thirty bucks, and the premier passport, which is the one that gets you into Disneyland, Disney California, and Walt Disney World, right. mm-hmm. uh, has gone up fifty bucks. So that seems like not a very big increase for like all those parks when everything else went up. Well, the, that um, that that premier pass was already like nine hundred and fifty bucks. Or yeah, oh, yeah. Now it's one thousand twenty nine. Right. Yeah. It was like nine. Yeah, nine eighty nine or whatever it was. Um, so also, well, oh, just one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, parking has gone up a dollar. Oh, that's good. all around. So seventeen dollars is autos and motorcycles. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's interest interesting. And then uh, the the last thing that they kind of did without telling anybody it was actually really difficult to find out if this was rumor or true but it turns right. out it's true um you can no longer buy annual pass block out day tickets so if we w- oh that's right so right now our passes are blocked out for all the saturdays until september mm-hmm. if we want to go on a saturday we can't we have to pay full price to go oh my goodness we yeah used, we used to you know you can get that discounted ticket yeah. it was 84 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever it was yes. i remember being 50 first of all right yeah yeah well, that's the other thing they they raised it that much money so it was uh 70 it was 70 i think last year is what i saw i don't remember yeah. exactly and the year before it was 54 right. so they jumped this so basically if if you have a pass they don't want you there on saturday <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're they're pretty. That's what they're trying to do, which is interesting since that's such a big portion of the money that's coming in. Well, they're, because I, they're 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 banking on those folks who are from out of town, exactly, who are doing the yeah. park hopper, the three day or five day or two day passes or whatever. And uh, you know, they I don't know. It's interesting that they're they're trying to find uh, some sort of middle ground where where they can they can please the locals. They can please the people coming in and still kind of uh, alleviate that heavy, heavy burden on the on the park. There's yeah. a lot of people coming through that park. Um, you know, our friend uh, who works in downtown Disney, he's like, I used to go in, you mm-hmm. know, even in February, you just walk, walk in the park, walk around on a ride and then go back to work. He's like, I haven't done that in two or three years because it's just so packed. Yeah. It's yeah. so busy there all the time. Um, well, what do you think, Terrence? Are these price increases too much? Um, Not enough? It's hard. I, I would say too much, just because of the fact that it's not um, only four bucks yeah, or I know, thirteen bucks. But or, it's not just me. Yeah, it's four of us. Yeah, you know, it's fifty-two dollars immediately. That's it's a lot of it's per a, day. Per day, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It really is. And I, I get it. I understand. I know people are still going to buy it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But man, that's that's a good chunk of chance. That's, that's a lot of churros. I'll put it that way. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of churros. churros. Well, you know, churros <laughs> went up to nine bucks now. Are you? I believe they're nine dollars. No, he's kidding. No, I really think you're going to give him a panic attack. I have never seen a churro for nine dollars. Yes, I will buy one, but I have <laughs> never seen a churro for nine dollars. I think the last one I got was four seventy five. Yeah, it's usually four or five bucks. Well, I'm I'm, I'm looking at it right now because turkey I legs I could see, but not churros. You're crazy. 
Uh, Especially since they aren't fresh. Well, Jason and I were talking about this whole price increase thing. Mm -hmm. And because I I think, and I could be wrong, but he thinks that the $4, it's not that bad. Everybody's kind of having a hissy fit over it, and it's it's only $4. Right. But my thought is that he's right. It is only $4, but... What it is is it's scary because it's getting it, it feels like it keeps incre- increasing to the point where there's going to be a point where we can't afford to go. Right, right. And so I'll, I think that's what it is. It's more of that fear of like, okay, well, when is it going to end? Like, yeah, it's only four dollars. Last year, yeah, it was only four dollars or three dollars or something. Mm-hmm. The year before, it was whatever. And it's like, at what point though do they hit that wall, that that ceiling where yeah. it's like, because they have to. <laughs> I mean. People aren't going to pay $500 to go to the park well, one day. The, the thing is, is that some people will. And yeah. if they don't, then they're still saving money because they don't have to pay employees. And that's one of the huge things with huh. the weekend is that you have to look at the the numerous employees that have to be brought in for weekend work to make sure that there's enough employees for the park as well. And so mm-hmm. um, by you know pushing people away, or oh, I won't say pushing people away, <laughs> by encouraging people to not come. Oh, that was uh, very Disney of you. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> but it, it's going to help them out. They're they're yeah. they're going to be making a lot more money, a lot more money. And honestly, I'll pay it. I'll pay the price. Well, and yeah, and that's that's almost what's so irritating is because yeah, like I saw my my yeah. annual pass go up, and I was like, I I don't want. Shut up. Yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> I will get one next not year. Even gonna, <laughs> yeah, not even going to write a strongly worded letter. Yeah. Just deal with it. Oh, man. It's all over social media, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. People oh, are yeah. so mad. But people are mad with with anything. And, and, and part of the reason is, what has Disney added to the park in the last year to warrant a price increase? Nothing. I mean, because mm. I, I understand yeah. supply and demand. I mm-hmm. understand all, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But at some point, you need to start giving things to your fans. You need to start making improvements. Uh, Cars Land, cool. Uh, Big Thunder's finally open, uh, but Grizzly River Run closed again. Uh, right. Submarine Ride's still down. Mm-hmm. You're trying to find money to uh, to to finish the refurbs in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're refurbing Club Thirty Three. They're they're spending a lot of money on other stuff that's not really attractions for people right. uh, to go do. And and so that's what I think has people more upset is you can't keep asking for money and not giving anything cool or anything new or exciting besides, oh, I'm going to rock my Disney side. <laughs> really? It's 1993 still? Right. We're, we're rocking things? I'm totally going to rock this right now? Mm-hmm. That's that's your marketing? Cool. I love that. I love rocking things. Get out of here. What is happening? <laughs> no, I, I, I do agree with you. It, it does. It seems like a lot of money just for the same old thing. It would be like going to a restaurant and having the steak you always have, and they bring the bill, and you're like, "Why is this ten dollars more?" It's what I've always had, but it's supply and demand. It is because we only have ten. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm never going to go to Disneyland again, but it does make you kind of just second guess. It's a little sour. It makes you a little sour. Yeah. 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 Because there's nothing new. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. new to show for it. Yeah. No, I understand. I do agree with that. Pirates is closed. They're re- they're refurbing <sighs> that right now. Um. Just things are, are are down, and and I get it. You know, it, it seems like one of it, you know, it's like a company, like a small company, right? Who they grow and grow, and they kind of grow, and they don't really plan for for growth. Mm-hmm. And then now, later on, uh, in the it, later on in, in that company's history, they're starting to kind of plan for it. I mean, you know, I I don't know what it takes to refurb a an attraction, you know, but um, 
ah, just make two things, man, and swap them out. If one breaks, just swap it out. Right. I don't know. That makes sense to me, but I'm real stupid. <laughs> um, I don't know. You would think, uh, especially with this, uh, there, there was that story in the news. I don't know if you saw it the other day about the uh, the, uh, the issue going on with the Walt Disney Trust and all the, the, the relatives of Walt Disney, like the grandchildren, are fighting over 20 million uh, uh their their trust so at like mm-hmm. thirty five and forty and I think forty five maybe every five years everybody's supposed to get twenty million dollars. Right. Wow, that's crazy. And some people aren't getting it, and and there's you know uh, conspiracy theories going on, and there's litigation, and it's going to court. It was just in court in L A last uh, last year, two thousand thirteen, and uh, there's you know accusations of uh, incest and abuse, Ooh, what? and oh yeah, the gloves are coming off. Wow. And this one guy in particular, I, I forget the, the, the actual details of the, the family tree because, let's face it, I have more important things to, to worry about. But um, <laughs> he he keeps getting denied his $20 million payout mm-hmm. because the the rest of the family says, oh, he's not fiscally responsible. He'll just blow his money. <laughs> and one of the reasons is because he bought uh, three $500 like, glass eggs at some, you know, yeah, some tourist trap, so, something dumb like that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, he's just not sound. He's not, and oh, so wow. the courts have denied him his money, even though he 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 was like executor to someone else's trust, and he got about a million dollars a year mm-hmm. just for really doing nothing. <laughs> um, and he w- he was twice now he's been denied his twenty million dollars, wow. and so now he's suing. The first time he didn't sue because he's like, I've been getting a million. It's a, what it doesn't matter. But then he was he was denied when he was forty, mm-hmm. and then that pissed him off. Right. And now he's suing to get his money, and he was that suit was uh, denied. Wow, I did not hear about it. That's insane. I'll send you the, I'll send you the article. Yeah, it's please cr- do. It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of money people are fighting over. It's twenty. At some point, money is it doesn't mean anything anymore. Twenty million dollars. Yes, let your let your you know your your cousin <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, let him have twenty million. Who cares if he blows it all? There there was mm-hmm. a, a, a a young lady in this story. Who did get a payout despite the fact that she had a history of drug abuse? Oh, um, she was a heroin addict. They okay. gave they gave her twenty million. Guess how many months later she was dead? She died the next year. Are you? So yeah. Wow. It's crazy. And and uh, you know that's the legacy that this kind of park uh, leads, man. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> just I mean, but just talking about money generating. It's a money machine. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, in our next show, we're going to be talking about. Disney movies, and uh, and and kind That's of a whole other ball game. How badly Disney is, uh, you know, basically clearing out the closet, <laughs> trying to make money, man. Yeah, just yeah. trying to pound money into their pockets to do what I don't know. Um, anyway, what does Facebook say about prices? Well, um, I'm sure they love them, right? I'm sure everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's super excited like, yeah, about ahead. having <laughs> yeah, thirteen bucks. <laughs> Why not 20? <laughs> well, actually, Sean made a good point. He said he's okay with the adult prices going up, but he would like to see the kids' prices be half of what they are. Oh, what are the kids' prices? Do you know? They're um, a lot. Not offhand, I don't. Terry, um, I, I think Terry I, has I, that well, information. Uh, so a one-day, one-park for a child under 10 is $90. Oh. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough. I mean, they can't really do anything. I mean, well, well it's like not 10 a- and up, so... It's not even a matter of them not being able to do anything. It's the fact that the park's for them. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to yeah. convince a parent to say, hey, you're going to spend, you know, 90 bucks a day to go to one park. Yeah. When they 
probably don't even really want to go. They just want to go so that their kids can go. I I believe, and you could probably speak to this, Terrence, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure three and under is free. Two, two and under. Two, two and under because we're we're that changed. We're I planning think. on going in September with Jackson, and he'll be three. Shh, and we're why did you say anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, just be quiet. They're not going to hear this. But we're trying because the thing is, he's really big on saying his age. Ah, and so we're shoot. like, you better, you better say it. you're, you're two when two. we go. He was like, no, I'm three. So. I totally remember doing that oh, when no. I was when I was little. My dad was like, it was something else. It was like, I think it was Disneyland, but um, it was yeah, it was the under ten thing. Or I think back then it was under twelve. And he was, and I was like fourteen. He was like, you're twelve. And I was like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm 12. Well, if Jack uh, says that he's three, he'll have fun waiting for us. Um, a, lot, a lot of people are saying that the proof is in the pudding. So the fact that the park is still packed when they're raising prices every year shows that it's worth it. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily worth the price, but you know, I, I enjoy going, so I guess I'll pay it. But this is the best one. Uh, Mandy said this. She said, um, it's worth every penny. For the look on my child's face when she gets a hug from Minnie and Mickey. Oh, that totally just gave me chills. I'm gonna, I'm tearing up because oh, that's so cute. Gosh. That's so nice. Yeah. So, um, so basically, Facebook is saying, yeah, they'll pay it. They'll pay it. Well, of course they'll. Well, and we're all gonna pay, pay it, it too. But it's, but it's yeah. not. They'll pay it. Grumble, grumble. But it's they're, just, they're we'll okay. Pay it. They're okay. They're okay with, with it. it. Yeah, they're okay with it. Hmm. Huh? Well, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, well, great. Good for Facebook. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. So <laughs> no, it's either it's either it's either go or or not go. You can still grouse about it, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, either go or not go, man. Yeah. Well, we're still going. Yeah, I think we're still going. Anyway, I thought it was important yeah. to bring up. We got to mm-hmm. talk about it, and um, we'll see what what what's on the horizon in Disneyland. Uh, let's get the fact of the show out of the way, and then we can bail. Okay. Does anybody want more of this vanilla dream? Because I'm about to drink it all. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink some. Yeah, go for it. Sorry, Terrence. There you go, Terrence. That's okay. Jerks. <laughs> I offered. You did. Uh, okay, the fact of the show, which is an interesting one I, ju- I just learned recently, actually. Uh, originally, originally designed as a walkthrough display for the 1955 park opening, Alice in Wonderland was not ready for guests until 1958. Then, of course, it was redesigned as the dark ride we kind of all know and love today. Uh, while at the highest point inside the ride, you're actually on the second floor of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's kind of two facts in one. First of all, can you imagine? Now, this is Taryn's favorite ride yes. in the entire universe. Um, and can you imagine the uh, Alice in Wonderland being a walkthrough display? I imagine like the uh, the Sleeping Beauty Castle diorama or something like that. Oh, that would that would be so boring. Because it's, it's seriously one of the most imaginative stories mm-hmm. just because of all of the weirdness in it. And mm-hmm. so... If that was just like dioramas, how boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly think that yeah. it needs its own land. So, no, yeah. as a walkthrough, that would not fly. Even if it was just kind of like the ride now, but instead of sitting in the in the cars, you walked through it and things still happened? Would that no, be okay? No. no. You like the sitting in the in the dark ride? Yeah. Well, because I, I feel like there would be vandalism. <laughs> That's why... <laughs> Okay. In a, <laughs> I've tried. I'm trying to follow. <laughs> I think that if people would walk, if people had to walk through the ride and stuff was happening to it, I think that like teenagers would like knock things over or like like little kids would would run and like th- throw up on things. <laughs> this is why she doesn't. She, 
this is this is Taryn. Okay, no, no, this is Taryn. Instead of picturing a world where everything was fine and she could enjoy something, mm-hmm. she's thinking of reasons to limit her enjoyment because a kid might throw up on something, or or teenagers might knock yeah. things over. Yeah, this is your. <laughs> This is in your ideal world. This is your thing. Why why are you suddenly worried about <laughs> kids throwing up on stuff? I just I I'm having a hard time imagining <laughs> imagining know. the scenario because like I would just stay in there for hours, but you can't have people stay in there for hours, so you would just be pushed out and mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound fun. I think it's better to sit in a car. Plus you're walking all day. You want to sit down. You don't want to keep walking. That's true. It makes sense. Okay. No, it makes sense. It's just it's just the, the, the things that you chose to make your point with uh, were very weird. So much further than what I would have thought, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, I'm a unique individual. Yes. Oh, that is that is true, and no one can ever take that away from you, Taryn. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it, folks. Don't forget to go to our blog, earsup-podcast.com. Check out all our shows on iTunes and all of such uh, things. Uh, Until next time, keep your ears up, everybody.